There we go. Good evening, good evening. We are live on the Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. And this evening, Tuesday, May 11th, 2021, I am so very excited to welcome to the Car Jones Unlimited Performing Arts stage one of my mentors and lifetime friends, Dr. Corinne. Holder Jackson. She is the founder and CEO of the Arise Consulting Firm out of the Greater San Francisco Bay Area. How are you, Dr. K? I am well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, I've known you all my life. <laughs> we go all the way back to um, the Mount Sinai Missionary Baptist Church, we did. Um, pastored by the late Reverend Henry Malone. You remember those days? Yes, I do. Quite frequently, I do. I miss those days. I know. We had so much fun. I think you were an usher, right? I was an usher. And I was an organist and sang in the choir. Actually, you know, your mom, um, God rest her soul, um, Sister Sylvia Salone, she was like, I guess she, I don't know, what would we call her? The leader over the young women, you know? Yeah. And she had us ushering, singing, and doing all kinds of things. Remember the sleepovers we used to have at, yes. at the house in the St. Yes. Francis Woods? Yes. So many exciting things. You know, we come from such a great Christian foundation, you and I. We do. We do. Yes. And I remember um, Dr. K when I was actually still probably like maybe junior high school or high school, early high school days at Lowell, when you got your MBA. Yes, yes, yes. I remember when you got your MBA. Why don't you tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about your background and you might want to raise your volume just a notch for me. Sure. All right. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, Yes, I'm a native San Franciscan. Um, okay. Definitely uh, I was raised by a single mom. Um, grandmother and godmother played a, a central role in my life, but also just have, coming from a, a faith-based family, a faith-fearing family. Um, had lots of goals and aspirations. Always wanted to um, grab an MBA, get my master's, and really wanted a PhD at a very early age. I knew that I wanted to be um, a doctor, but in the area that they didn't have at that time, which was human services, but I knew, I thought I wanted to be a psychologist until I found that they really weren't helping many people that I could see. They really wanted to do more drug therapies. And I, um, I'm so sorry. It's just, um, Your volume's a little bit low. I'm so sorry. I just turned up my um, my computer and okay. There um, we go. You're good. Um, I, and I didn't want to do drug therapy, um, so I said there's got to be another way that I could still be in the health realm, definitely with the prevention and um, self management piece of it, without being a psychologist. So I just kind of felt that I would go the MBA way to okay. find out um, how I could help people in another area, which I was really really interested in which was financial. So health and wellness was always a, a real, um, I should say, driving force for me. And I knew one thing, that you could not be physically well without being financially well. Right. Because it seemed to go hand in hand. So 
You know, that's interesting. Let me make sure I heard you right. Because I have your bio and you didn't put all that in there, but I heard you say psychologist. So you, when you were pursuing, getting ready to pursue your MBA, you're saying that you had an interest in health and wellness. And so you did, you were considering the psychology track? Okay, we got screen freeze. I'm sorry. Okay. Were you considering the psychology track? I really was. Um, my undergraduate degree is in psychology. Is it? <laughs> yes. Okay. I so really you, was. we have something else in common then. I never knew that about you. Yes, but I always loved business too. And so I, I knew there had to be a way to marry those two. Right. And so definitely um, looking at, my grandmother had breast cancer at a right. uh, time where they really didn't know a lot about it. Mm -hmm. But she also had other um, common conditions that most that do affect most people of color, mm -hmm. hypertension and high cholesterol. And so I learned to go with her to doctor appointments at an early age. And as, when I started driving, I actually drove her to her appointments. And so I really became really interested in the intersection of health and wellness and finances because she um, worked for a major hospital. Mm -hmm. and so she's she a nurse. She had excellent benefits. Mm -hmm. So, but while I was sitting there, I just happened to notice. And you know, when we were growing up, there was a time where you did not get in grown folks' business. Right. You were supposed to be seen and not heard. Right. And so, but I noticed other people who did not have the same health benefit and coverage as she did were not afforded the same type of treatment that she received. And so I knew there had to be something that was linked to it. And it just kind of got me wondering about the whole insurance industry mm. and how, um, how did it work and how did, how much you had to pay, how did that relate to what kind of treatment you were able to afford and the type of doctors and the hospitals. And it just, it was just interesting. So after completing my um, degree in psychology and looking at graduate schools and, and she really started having a little bit more health issues that became more challenging and I started going with her more that really became my focus as this is really run like a business and they really don't care about people so really if you don't have money or you don't know how to prevent or manage a disease you will be broke because number one you spend all your money trying to fight it through a westernized um, medicine um, medical system that we have which doesn't prevent disease it patches and treats and causes other symptoms to manifest, right. or you could prevent it. So how do you do that? And then how do you alleviate the stress that leads to hypertension and bad choices on our food and where we live and environment? There was just so many things. And so the MBA led me down that path to see what I could do about identifying causes and what could I do to begin working to um, advocate for and actually fight against those causes. Okay, so the MBA was um, finance related. And yes. so from there, what made you decide to get your doctorate degree? I was working um, because diabetes, heart disease, and cancer were the three things that I had found during my MBA um, quest. And so I um, was working for an insurance company, got hurt, got hit by a drunk driver, who was high on crack cocaine. I had a fractured pelvis. I was out for 19 months. Whoa. And when I came back, I found startlingly so that even though by this time, 
I had two bachelor's degrees, an MBA, insurance licensed fully, property and casualty, life and disability. And the insurance company I was working for considered me to be a liability and they had no job for me. So when I came back from workers comp, I was told that um, I would be leaving the company because there just wasn't a position open. So when I contacted my recruiter, they said, hey, we've got a position for you. We have a director position with American Diabetes. You're gonna be working in nine barrier counties and they really want you to have a faith-based focus. And I was like, oh, hot diggity, this is it. <laughs> and so um, I started working with them, did a little bit of research and found that now this is my doctoral focus. So how can I mm -hmm. focus in the realm of human services? Okay. And how can I look at wellness being both financial and physical? And how can I, how can I help communities, particularly communities of color who are often labeled and put into a box of being disadvantaged, of non-compliant, mm -hmm. of being victimized by a, um, circumstances and environment of just really just of being uneducated and uninformed about what they could do possibly to live longer, stronger, and wealthier. This is very oh. interesting, Dr. K. You and I have a lot in common. And we you know, I'm, I'm praying about some things. You know, I am, right? Yes, yes, yes. <sighs> just don't want to do it. Don't want to do it, girl. <laughs> but uh-uh. <laughs> I'm tired of school, I'm tired of school, but I definitely understand that tired you know. of school. got 25 years of education. I'm tired, but you know, your destiny is your destiny. And it's interesting how all of your dots have connected and led you to where you are. Because I remember in 2010, mm -hmm. when I semi-retired and moved from California to Alabama, where mom, you know, and dad had gone back and mom was there. And I started that consulting firm, CP and Associates. Remember that? Yes, I do. And you were um, on my team of consultants. And we were bidding on all these federal contracts and state contracts, different state contracts. You remember all that? I do. And we also were assisting people who wanted to start nonprofit organizations. Yep, absolutely. It's interesting how the wheel, you know how they say that little wheel? Yes, yes. Always comes back on top. Yes. And I'm hearing yes. all this. I've read your bio. I have your um, curriculum vitae, your CV, you know, from years ago. There's probably like 10 more pages to add to it, of course. <laughs> <laughs> But what amazes me, and I have to share this, it amazes me that you continue to evolve for the changing times, but evolving using the tools, mm -hmm. education, experience, life and professional, right? Yes. That God has allowed for you, and it's all relevant. Yes, absolutely. You were like a, when, you know, in the Microsoft Word program, or yes. Excel, I should say, when you're doing um, formatting a cell, it says wrap around. Yes. That's you. Yes. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are a wrap around. 
And your background, your background, you know, as you have shared is so extensive. Graduating from the University of Phoenix with your MBA. And this current position that you hold, because you've had some very impressive roles and responsibilities in leadership throughout the Bay Area where we are from. Um, but you um, currently are doing some very interesting work in a field that's very near and dear to my heart as well, Good. Um, working with higher education. Absolutely. So I just want our viewers and listeners to hear and understand that you are the executive director of Excel San Mateo, right? Yes, absolutely. And so the work that you're doing there, because I've seen your posts on Facebook about the vocational training opportunities that are available. You wanna talk a little bit about that before we get into the DICE opportunity? Sure. Um Today, as you know, it's, it's COVID. We're in a ever-changing, I would say fast-moving economy. Yeah. It's moving so fast and things are changing. Technology has fostered the change and technology is driving our workforce. Artificial intelligence is driving the way business is being conducted. It even drives the way that products are being manufactured and developed and marketed. It is changing the way that insurance companies do business. And right now, skills are the new toolbox or the new currency. So today you have to be multifaceted, multi-skilled. And today you really need to see yourself as you as the CEO of You Incorporated. So no longer are you looking for an employer to hire you. You are researching the market to determine the skills that you have that are in demand by the employer. I know she'll come back here. She's froze just a little bit there, but she's sharing information about this changing uh, world that we're living in, and especially how the COVID-19 virus has impacted all of us in the workplace, in the field, you know, the realm of employment and how we have to um, adjust and adapt. You were saying? Yes. Today, you have to be able to, um, I liken it to preparing a toolbox. Yes. And you need to have many skills yes. in your toolbox. Absolutely. For example, um, when I left my um, previous employer, I was laid off because the economy took a, a radical 360 turn within the realm of, of, of the nonprofit world. Mm -hmm. Corporations were changing the way they were doing corporate philanthropy. Right. Foundations were changing the way that they were offering um, support for nonprofits. And as a result, many nonprofits, national nonprofits actually went under. Right, they folded. And so, the blessed thing about this is I am constantly looking at the changing landscape. I am a professional student. You too? Me too. For, <laughs> I am always looking for ways to continually grow myself, to right. engage in professional development. Right. But I am also looking for how can I keep myself relevant in an ever-changing economy? 
Therefore, I was able to pull skills out of my toolbox so that when that opportunity left, there were several opportunities that I could apply for and, and was able to get. So go on, dear. Now, for people that I am talking with, career technical education used to be kind of like the word that people would use, like, mm, mm. you're going to go do that. Mm -hmm. You're not going to college. Right. But we need to understand that today we have what's called the silver tsunami. We have Come one on. of the largest baby boomers. It's one of the largest generations of mm -hmm. people born between 1950 and 1964, 1965. They're retiring and they're taking the knowledge with them. So employers are now getting concerned wondering who's going to take these positions yeah where the talent is leaving do we have enough people who have been trained mm -hmm. who have experience who could step into these roles so career technical education is a big thing because now again technology driving everything mm -hmm. there are many jobs that you do not need a four-year degree you right. need certification girl example, please hold on a minute right there let's stop right there I was at work today and like you, I got a few degrees under my belt now, right? Yeah. But I was at work today teaching and, you know, I'm here in Texas. I never wanted to be a teacher like my mama used to be before she became an administrator, right? And my aunt um, yeah. and white did in San Francisco, you remember? Yeah. Marianne, you remember? They all were educators. Yeah. I never, if anyone had ever told me that I would be working in the field of education and higher, higher education where I teach, I would have said, no, I did that as a finance accounting professional for many years, but I'm teaching, okay? And I was talking to someone because The conversation keeps coming up where I am right now that you might want to go and get this certification. And I was so dismayed because I don't mind, you know, I'm getting my licenses, right? Well, to do the clinical mental health counseling. And that's what I went to school the past four years for, right? right. To open my private practice down the road. And so they're like, you might want to go get this certification. I started researching it a few months ago and the folks were talking about a year I'm like, please, I'm not giving another college a year of my life and my time. <laughs> I'm tired of school. But you know, God is good because he will always give you what you need yes. when you need it. And sometimes, excuse me, we don't understand why we end up going to certain venues, locations, places. But God orders our steps and that thing. Right. Is real. And I'm sharing this line of conversation with you because we are both believers, believers yeah, yeah. in Christ. And so we know that all of our steps are ordered. But it was today where my feet took me today, a place where I had never been with my work, that I met someone who told me I can get that certification in less time. Awesome. And I said, awesome. let me pull out my laptop, of course, and click, click, click. Copy, paste, and say, Google, Google, Google. So, you know, what you're saying, again, is important 
and relevant. And I thank you for emphasizing to our viewers and listeners the importance yes. of evolving. Absolutely, absolutely. Think of how things have changed. Yes. For example, um, one of the programs we have is AWS Cloud Computing. Um, we partner with our adult schools and our community colleges. We, I am the executive director of a consortia of five adult schools and three community colleges, and we're Excellent. funded by the state. And so we're looking at ways that we can get adults back to work within a short amount of time to get a living wage, but where I am emphasizing stackable certification. So you begin at the entry level, Mark, so that you get your foot in the door. You get to see if this is something you really enjoy. Am I passionate about this? Am I good at it? What are the other avenues that I could use? If this is a pathway. It is a rest stop, not a, not a place where you are going to park your, your tent and you're going to pitch there forever. You have to keep moving. Right. So, but this particular certification through our collaborations was a very low cost, under $100, 12 weeks. And above all, there are 3,200 employers waiting for people with this certification. How many? 3,200. Okay, so you know what? I'm gonna say something right here because I had another conversation today at work with one of my colleagues. And you know, during COVID, the uh, federal government has been funding the unemployed in addition to their unemployment benefit with an additional $300, but they're getting ready to cut it off. And you know why they're cutting it off? One of the reasons I've heard, and this is not you know, um, cited or anything, but is because people, a lot of people are making more money on unemployment than they were with their salaries on their jobs. And so they have become somewhat lackadaisical a little lazy about getting back to the workforce, looking for another job. Like you said, they may have been laid off. Their job may have been terminated due to the economy, the stresses on the economy. It happened to me in Alabama, right? I'm glad, grateful to be black in Texas, but you got to keep moving. You can't you sit here and collect the check from the, you know, from the social you service. Must. But I also understand it from this point. When you get laid off, it does something to you emotionally. Yes, mentally. It does something to you to make you feel as if, I mean, we get emotionally attached to, I think that's, there's something in us that meant to us to be working, mm -hmm. professional, productive. Productive. When that has been removed from you, you have lost your purpose. Oh, come on with it. Come on with it, okay? And as a result of that, you somehow lose yourself in, Self. The, in, in the place of that. Come so on. unless you have extreme gift of mental toughness, Ooh. you are lost. You lost. So when you don't know who you are, come on. And you forget, because we're believers, we right. know whose Who's we are. We are. You find yourself because we are are bound by habits it just takes less than 30 days to get a habit right we get comfortable and we get into this place where i call the no man's land the yeah. point of no return no return the comfort zone yes now you may not like where you are in the comfort zone but because it's a little frightening 
to step out. Come on. So we're going to stay where it's comfortable. Yeah. And particularly when it's been a long time. You haven't been to school in a while. Girl. 15, 20 years since high school. Maybe okay, I never so went to college. I got, I got something to say about that too. I, I got to interject something. You and I had a wonderful conversation the other night and we were talking about those people and including me. You know, you don't want to keep going back to school and incurring debt from student loans, right? Absolutely. But there has to be another way, Dr. K. There does. There is another way. You do not have to incur student loan debt. You can get what? One of these wonderful certifications, work your way to college, through college. Absolutely. Can you please share that with the people? Many employers now have a benefit for you because they want you to continue developing yourself. Right. Many young people that I speak to tell me that they're disappointed. Their employer is not interested in personally helping them develop, helping them to grow. And, you know, and, and I listen and I feel bad. You know, it hurts me to see this person hurt. But the real reality is you're there to go to work to do one thing perform a service so you can get paid. The responsibility for you is to continue to develop yourself so that you remain relevant in the workplace. Ooh, 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 ooh. So Where are you going? Turn the corner on them. Turn the corner. Many employers are offering mm -hmm. tuition reimbursement. Yep. So why not take a career technical education, short-term certificate yep. that has opportunities for you to go in many different areas so it has a pathway that would be open once you reach this pinnacle and allow them to pay for your college mm -hmm. there are many employers out there that you can do that don't just jump into college in in that consumer debt i mean student loan debt is good debt yes it is relatively but that compound interest compounded daily from the minute you cash that first check can take a $40,000 debt and turn it into quickly 120, 130, right. 150. You cannot just charge it through bankruptcy. You will be on social security still paying for student loan debt. Unless, so unless. Choose wisely, choose wisely and use debt reduction strategy. There you go. So have someone really come up with a plan. And so you have to be intentional about where you're going, what you're doing, what is your life plan? And trust me, if you don't have a life plan, you will get sucked into someone else's plan. And I can tell you that what they have planned for you is not, not very you. much. Right. It's not very much. It is definitely not what you would plan for you. So be intentional. Be intentional. This is not something they tell you in school. You know, remember, everybody has a reason for why they're, they're talking to you about your counselors in high school want you to go to college because it makes the school look good. Mm -hmm. Good for you to go and educate yourself. Mm -hmm. But really, is that the best thing for you? Mm. When you go to college, they want you to succeed. They want you to finish because it's good for them. They need to say, we have this many graduates who come through our, our college. That's a good thing. But do they ever tell you how many people majored in this particular discipline went off to work at this particular week. They hired this many of our graduates. This is their median earnings that they earned. 
this is how many people went through this program. And after working for two years, they were successfully promoted to this particular position. Of course they don't. You know, what's interesting too, and you and I have talked about this as well, we're grateful to have the opportunity to have employment wherein we work for an employer. And we believe, hopefully when you accept a job, you believe in the mission and vision of that organization or entity. Absolutely. But we also understand as employees that we are not there to promote our own self-interest, but we are there to serve in the roles that we have been hired um, to complete. Absolutely. And so our purpose for being an employee under them is to um, meet their purpose, right? Absolutely. But there's another realm that you can consider and entertain while being an employee. Absolutely. Gaining the fruit for your labor in the form of compensation, right? Absolutely. To become your own boss as an entrepreneur, where you can then push your purpose and interests. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of the education, the training that you may acquire, probably all of it, or a great majority of it, you can use to promote your own business. So what I'm saying is, and you, you know, tell me how you feel about it, but because, well, I know how you feel about it because you're an entrepreneur <laughs> like me. You know, my dad taught me growing up that I had needed to have more than one source of revenue. And he stated, you know, the reason being is because you never want somebody to pull the carpet from underneath you and you have nothing to fall back on. Absolutely. And in addition to that, as a realtor, you know, my dad was into real estate investments, but, and I later became a realtor in California, then Alabama. Now I'm getting my Texas license, but as a realtor, um, you know, property is one of the biggest financial investments that one will ever make in his or her lifetime. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so we're sharing all these tools and information like Dr. K said, she talked about the toolbox and in counseling, we talk about a toolbox, but there's all these different toolboxes that you can tap into and daily, I try to share with my clients and with students daily, you should learn something from everyone with whom you come into contact. Every day, yeah. that's what I try to purpose to do. People that I meet, or even if I already know them, but I see them again the next day, I'm listening intently, observing with my eyes, my atmosphere, my environment, because we can glean something every day from everyone. It might not always be so positive, but even if what we observe, hear, feel, 
experience with our senses is not so positive, at least we understand that that is not something we choose for ourselves. Absolutely. And I I'm, think that I, I love what you're saying because what you're saying is you're living intentionally. Oh, really? Intentional living. Yes. Time is our premium product and it's the one thing we can't yes. get back. Yeah. So I love it's non-refundable. That's exactly right. And it's priceless. Yes. It's priceless. So that's intentional living. I love that. But on the, on the flip side of that, I always ask people, as you're going through this life, make sure you bring value everywhere you go. See, when you come into a presence of someone, uh -huh. you need to leave that person better off, better off than when they were before you met them. Absolutely. So by you sprinkling those seeds of how can I serve you? Yeah. How can I help you? Yeah. A little bit of that has to come back to you because the scriptures tell us that give and it shall be given to you. She's talking about the principle of giving. And we know that the Bible says, given it shall be given unto you, right? And so with that said, basically what Dr. We, K is saying, we are living a life of service. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're looking for employment, I want you to find the need. How can you feel that need? How can you feel it? I want you to look at your, what are your strengths? What are your strengths? Mind map them a little bit, get some little post-its yes. and talk about what you're good at. What do you have experience in? And then how can you monetize that? How would yes. it, would an employer be willing to pay for your time to solve his problem? Employers are looking for people who can solve problems, not bring them, solve them. You know, when we were talking about um, the COVID pandemic and how it has impacted so many people yes, in terms of the economy, we know that medically and clinically, there's been a lot of losses, right? Yes. But the other side of that um, or another aspect or detriment of that is, you know, employment and the economy. And you said something that I have encountered in my counseling realm is that the layoffs have, you know, um, adversely impacted the mindset. And your background as a behavioral analyst comes to mind. When I think of this, Mm -hmm. What would you, as a behavioral analyst, say, in addition to what you've already said, to people, Dr. K, who have come to understand that they need to reinvent themselves mm -hmm. in this new world order? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. This is the new world of work. That's what we need to call it. It is the new oh, world of work. The yeah. old things are gone. They're never coming back. So this is a new world of work. First thing you must know is that you have to constantly be growing. Yes. Let's face it. Anything that's not growing is dead. dead. So that means you got to grow yourself. 
But before you can grow yourself, you got to know in what areas do I need to grow, yeah. right? So I would do this. I would do this. I would take an assessment. There you go. Find out what are my skills. Yes. What are my behaviors under pressure? Who do I perceive myself to be? What is my public self? What do people, what do they see? What is the, right. what is the face that I put on when I'm out in public? And then when I look in the mirror, what do I see? How do I perform under pressure? It's easy to fall apart like a cheap $2 watch. You can do that. But if you want to be someone who is a person of influence, yes. you want to be a real success, you want to lead teams, you, you want to lead yourself. And that's the most important and the, mo the hardest person to lead is you. But you need to know about you before you can lead you. Absolutely. So... I'm very interested, as you know, in this DICE assessment that you have shared with me. Please, please explain to us what is the DICE personality assessment? What is it? Okay, are you there? I'm here. Okay, something weird happened, but we're yes, still, it did. You were yeah, still it was here. happening yeah. to me too, but we're good. We're still live and recording. Okay, I don't think we lost anything. Let me just check this. Yeah, we're good. So I asked you if you could share with us about this dice. Mm -hmm. It's actually disc, and it's the Maxwell yes, method. Mm -hmm. The Maxwell method of disc. The DISC Behavioral Assessment was created by Dr. William Marston in 1920. He was a Harvard psychologist, and he was a really interesting man because he said that human behavior doesn't change. No, exactly. And personality characteristics often dictate our behavior. Right. So if you can predict a person's behavioral characteristics, you can dictate how they will perform and respond in different situations. And you can definitely predict their communication style. You can predict their relationships, how they relate to other people. If you know a person's behavioral style, you can communicate in a, in a way that will not only communicate, but connect. John Maxwell says, uh, has a book and he says, you know, everyone communicates, a few people connect. As you know, many of the uh, problems that are deep rooted in relationships, our communication problems. So communication is key, but knowing how to communicate with a person based on their personality type will mean the dicks makes all the difference in success or failure, harmony or disharmony. You're on mute. Okay, with the DIS, thank you, dear. Mm -hmm. um, assessment, what might one expect to find out? Well, let's put, let's go here first. How long does it take to complete on the average, the assessment process? It is an uh -huh. online process. It takes 10 minutes or less. I would say seven to 10 minutes. 
Okay. And what results might you find out again? You will find many things. First of all, DISC is, um, DISC has analyzed behavior into four quadrants. Okay. And that's why you see DISC um, dominant, mm -hmm. influencing, steady, and compliant. All of us fall within some combination of DISC, we all do. Once you take your assessment, you're gonna receive a 31 page report that's gonna wow. to talk to you about you and your behavior. You're gonna know, discover yourself a little bit, your purpose, how to grow to your maximum potential. You're gonna learn about leadership, your leadership style. You're gonna learn about your workplace, your workplace style. You're gonna learn about your professional style. And more importantly, you're gonna learn your communication style. So you're gonna get suggestions for people how to communicate some do's on how to communicate with you. And you're also gonna get some suggestions for don'ts on how not to communicate with you. And you can share that with your family, your spouse, your significant other, your employer, people you work with. If you're leading ministry teams, they really need to know you and how to communicate with you, how to best communicate with you. But more importantly, you're gonna come up with an action plan. I really love that there are many DISC assessments, but the Maxwell, the John Maxwell method of DISC has a special component to it because John Maxwell coaches like myself have been trained on various aspects of DISC. So therefore, as I said, you must grow yourself. You can participate in a mastermind on the 15 laws of growth. And you're gonna talk with other like-minded people who are going through the same process. And when you're in a mastermind environment, it's like a third mind comes into play where everyone's on a different level, but we're all learning from one another. And certain insights come out during that particular time. You could also learn to play what I call, I love to play this game and, and I'm a kid at heart, but I play the leadership game. I believe that leaders aren't, aren't born, they're developed. And so people don't understand that there's different leadership styles and many people are good leaders. They just have some natural born talent for it. Other people need a little work. I've heard from some people that, you know, um, those people just don't know what they're doing and I'm trying to lead and they're just not following. And I sympathetically nod and, and, and affirm them because I do hear them. And I gently suggest that if you're leading and no one's following, there's a problem. You're on mute again. If Say that leading, one more time. If you're leading and you say that people are not cooperating, they're not following your directions, they're not following your leadership, they don't respect your leadership, there is definitely an issue. There's a problem. So what might the problem be? First, leaders must take responsibility. responsibility. Personal responsibility. There is something that I'm not doing. And most importantly, the most important thing is I'm not communicating. The job and the role of a leader is to communicate the vision. What's the vision? And relay and communicate that vision to me in such a way that I'm compelled to join you and work with you to achieve this vision. You're not telling me to go do the work. You're, you're rolling up your sleeves right there with me and saying, come on, we're going to do this together. You're going to help me. You're going to develop me along the way. You're going to find out what do I need to help me help you bring this vision into fruition? The DISC assessment can help so much. 
Helen Keller said it very uh, well. She said, someone asked her, what's the worst thing about being blind? Mm -hmm. And she thought about it for a moment and she said, I, I, I beg to differ that there's nothing wrong with being blind. She said, I see the real problem is for people who have sight, but have no vision. I love that quote. I love that quote. You hear it, you know, at leadership um, forums and so forth. And it's just a wonderful quote. Thank you for the reminder of that. And, you know, you said something because um, it's a concern of mine. A concern that I have as an entrepreneur is that people want to work with you. Yes. And you clearly state your vision. Mm -hmm. You understand that because you are a founder or a CEO, that you are the one who created the mission and the vision. And therefore it is your responsibility to, as you said, communicate it. Mm -hmm. But you said something that takes that to another level. You said communicate it in such a way that they are compelled mm -hmm. to help you meet your vision or your mission. That's right. But what I'm learning is this. And I agree with you, um, this isn't a counter, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna add something to it. That people, leaders, as well as those who are participants in you know, whatever the organization or um, activity event might be. If you find yourself in such a place, mm -hmm. even with your job, where you do not agree or no longer agree or have the passion, right? Mm -hmm. That you once had to be a part of a thing. Don't create issue for yourself, the leader or that organization, but respectfully back out, just leave. And that goes with any type of relationship we're talking about the business relationship. <laughs> i'm sorry oh, no, honey we almost done yes you know we're talking about business right now but the tools that you just described and defined also pertain to the personal relationship okay period, relationships in general. If you have done all that you can do, you have communicated, you have listened attentively, actively, you have made compromises within reason, you have educated yourself and all to be the best that you can be because you can only do you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. If you have done all those things and that thing still does not feel right for you, gently, respectfully, and respectably walk away. I concur. Because you're, but you know, one thing I hate to see, and I mean, my mama will tell you, 
you know, you can't quit a job without having somewhere else to go. You know what I'm saying? We all um, have to be able to take care of ourselves. And so right. therefore we have to have a livelihood, a means of taking care of ourselves and providing for ourselves our basic fundamentals of life. My dad said, Chandra, you got to have a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. You got to have lights, heat, and water. Absolutely. He said, food, you need it, but you don't have to have a lot. Okay. And you have to have transportation and communication, a means of communication. You got to have a phone. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your dad was a wise man. Yes, he was. God rest his soul. And, you know, those things have never left me, Kay. And I continue to share them on Facebook, in my counseling practice, at, you know, on the college campuses, the secondary campuses. I share these basics, basic tools. But what I'm seeing as we are in this new millennium and what I'm seeing with millennials as well. This I'm not trying to discredit or down the millennials. So don't y'all put that out there. I'm not saying that. But you know what I'm saying? We, as those baby boomers, because I was born in 1965, we have got to learn how to reach yes. this new emerging stream of fish called the millennials, the new adults. That's right. Otherwise, our future and our tomorrows are going to be compromised in so many different areas. Mm -hmm. You're quite correct, which is why leadership is so important. Right. We should be developing leaders on our teams, developing leaders within our associations, building people up so that we can develop, number one, ourselves first, Mm-hmm. And then leader second. But we also have to understand, and I understand what you said about sometimes you have to separate. Right. Leaders must be agile, right. flexible, and above all, you have to be wise because you have to be able to discern who is an eagle and who is a duck. A chicken. A duck. <laughs> there are leaders, there are eagles, because mm-hmm. eagles fly. Right. They rise. And, and ducks do not. So you right. have to be able to determine who is an eagle and who is a duck. It's fine to be a duck, but just understand that you're dealing with a duck and you're not dealing with an eagle. You cannot have eagle expectations for a duck. Okay, I'm looking at a, a comment we have here from one of our viewers, a good friend of mine um, in Montgomery, Alabama, Mr. Kenneth Wynn, Dr. K. He said that this live reminds me of articles in Success Magazine. I love it. <laughs> Did you hear me? Oh, you froze. Okay. Did, okay. What I was saying is we have a comment on our okay. YouTube. Okay. One of my sweet friends in Montgomery, Alabama, Mr. Kenneth Wynn, says that this live that we are doing right now reminds him of articles in Success Magazine. All right. I love it. <laughs> I'm, a Thank fan. You, I'm a fan of Dar- Darren Harvey yes. and also of Jim Rohn. So yes, but there are eagles yes. and there are ducks. You just have to be able to decide and determine which one is which. Now take personal responsibility though for yourself and what you're doing and doing all that you can do and then wisely 
Right. Make your decision. Wisely build your team. Wisely build that house. Be intentional. Be intentional. I think that, you know, when from now on, when I post about you, because we're nearing the end of our time together this evening, I will include the hashtag. Be intentional. Be intentional. Yes, yes, yes. Is that okay? Living. That is totally okay. Now, I'm encouraging everyone to do DISC. Yeah, do there we go. That's what I wanted to wrap around with because you did put out there um, and I will share it. Please. You are offering a discount to the DISC workshop to mm -hmm. anyone who says they are affiliated or heard about the DISC assessment via Cara Jones Unlimited LLC. Absolutely. So tell us what is that promotional opportunity about and entail and cost and all that, if you will. Great, sure. So the DISC Maxwell Method Assessment will be a seven to 10 minute assessment. You will take the assessment online. The cost is $99. You will receive a 31 page report. You will also receive a one hour coaching session with me where we will go over your report. It will talk to you about your perceived self, the person you think you are, the public self, the one that you show to everyone at work, at school, at home. And then we're going to look at that person you are when you look in the mirror, your true Excellent. self. I love it. And you're going to know where you fall within the quadrant, within the DISC, where do you fall? You're going to find out where do you, how do you change when you're under pressure? You're going to find out wh what are you, you know? And so when we talk about DISC, it's dominant. So a dominant person, you may know somebody um, who's dominant. They're direct. They're very decisive. Don't take a lot of time telling them something. Get to the point. Get to the point. They are a problem solver, a risk taker. They're a bottom line organizer. They place a value on time. Um, they will challenge the status quo always. They're innovative, but then they have some weaknesses too. Their greatest fear is being taken advantage of. So when you know oh, that, you know how to approach them. That was good. Right? You are on the money. So, you know, we're going to need, what I will do, I will post that um, promotional flyer that you prepared. Um, I will be publishing this interview on all of my Car Jones Unlimited LLC performing arts social media platforms on the Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited LLC podcast radio stations like Spotify, Apple, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts. There's so many of them. Anchor. You go you. to my Anchor podcast, then you can access all of the radio stations, including Spotify. Okay. I'm going to post it on Instagram and I want you guys to follow Dr. K. She is on Facebook as Corinne K-A apostrophe R-Y-N Holder H-O-L-D-E-R hyphen Jackson J-A-C-K-S-O-N. You can Facebook, find yeah. her on Facebook. Follow her share these wonderful tools and informations that she's sharing. She's also on Instagram as Dr. D-R-C-A-R-Y-N-J, Dr. Corinne J. Follow her. 
I am tagging her in all of the advertisements and marketing promotions that I have been sharing about this interview today. I want y'all to follow her. Do you have a business page on Facebook, Dr. K? It's under construction, working with my graphic designer. I will be sharing that with you so that you can post it on your Instagram and other media channels. Absolutely. And then on Facebook, just tag Cara Jones and it'll go to my page and then I can share it to everything else. Okay. I certainly will. And, you know, I just want to wrap it up and thank you for accepting my invitation. But more importantly, um, on a personal note, Dr. K, because you know that's what we call you. (laughs) Thank you for loving me um, the way that you do and mentoring me. Um, Distance and mouths means nothing. I know that you're just a phone call or text away. You've always, you know, availed yourself that way, made yourself available. So I'm most grateful and I want everyone to know that she's the most approachable person and she's very helpful and she does add value and benefit to every life and entity that she touches. Oh, thank you so much. I feel the same way about you and I really respect and honor the work that you do. Keep doing what you're doing. I love it. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank my you. honor to be here. I love you, Dr. K. Oh, love you too, my friend. You're my sister. Yes. Salute. We're family. <laughs> yes. Salute. Okay, well, we're signing off with this. Ooh, what is this? This is the second episode of the health series and the unfiltered with Cara Jones Unlimited LLC podcast in 2021. We're nearing the end of our season, which will end in June this year because we've gone on vacation. All right. Now. <laughs> Self-care. Good night, my love. Good night. Okay. Ta-ta.